Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We now return to Meter and the Coach. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original. 1037-WEI. Welcome back. Second and final hour of Meter and the Coach. 401-777-1037, a breezy Sunday, 50 degrees, just fantastic. Man, I can't wait till it gets to like 58, maybe, I don't know, in May. But Baseball season, Meter. Yeah, opening day at Fenway, April 9th. Sox open up in a couple weeks. Von Grissom already injured. They're starting second baseman. They're going with Emmanuel Valdez. I know you woke up to that in Provo, Utah. Uh, groin injury for your second baseman acquired by uh, from Atlanta for Chris Sale who's throwing bullets at least for the first spring training game we'll see how long that lasts but you know there are a few jobs Tim you people ask us all the time you know what do you think is one of the best jobs around here I gotta tell you I think the Celtics TV voice is right at the top of the list especially where the team is going and where they have been and this year obviously looks like they're headed toward an NBA title and our next guest, or our first guest this morning, is one Drew Carter, a voice you've heard. Now you know him by, you know him by face, you know him by voice. He's everywhere. He's on Sports Center. He's on the ACC Network. He's a Syracuse grad. He's doing great work on NBC Sports Boston. Drew Carter, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, fellas. Thanks for having me. Uh, I don't know why we're talking about baseball and. I'm being injured. Who cares? It's Jason Tatum's birthday. It's early March, and the Celtics are a wagon. So times are good, man. He's already he's, he's already into it, Tim. We call it the Carter effect this season. The Celtics are having. You know, there's no other reason. It's the Carter effect. That's right. That's what people have been telling him, and that's what I've been telling Brad Stevens. That you know, I, I say that the executive for getting Kristaps Porzingis and. Drew Holiday and bringing in Xavier Tillman and Jaden Springer, but Brad and I know that the uh, the biggest move they made this offseason was uh, was bringing in another play by play guy for sure. <laughs> no question about that, Drew. Uh, the experience thus far for you, what's it been like, and how's the transition been for you? Certainly an outstanding job, and you're you're moving into a, a tough seat with Mike Gorman. But how do you feel uh, through your first season thus far? Well, thanks, Meter. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, man. And, you know, just to be honest, and I've said this to other people, but when I first started, I was really nervous about it. I, I was wicked nervous is, is how I should say that, trying to, you know, you know, 
accustomed to the New England culture because yes. I'm not actually from Boston. And, you know, when they, when they hired me, nobody knows, knows who I was or, like, knew me and hadn't really seen anything I had done. And for a job like the Celtics, I mean, you said at the top meter, that's a time job and it's just prestigious organization. And I know how important the the telecast and the announcers specifically have been to the fans of the Celtics ever since Johnny Most. And you think about the Mike and Tommy sh- people feel like, those guys are their friends and it's just, it's a big deal. And so I was really nervous going into it. I I was really concerned about how people would respond to me. Um, But the more I've done it and the more I've worked with Scal and Abby and our producer, Paul and our director, Jim, and my boss, NBC sports boss and Kevin, everyone's done a great job. Welcome and at home. And then the other thing is the team is just really good. And people tend to like the announcers more when their team is winning. It's just a fact. I mean, I'm sure you've run into that meter with, with BC and, and the other games you call. Like People are just happier when their team is winning. And so no one's going to complain about the announcer when the Celtics are up by 30. Uh, and so that has made the job a lot easier. It's also made it way more fun because, you know, my job's more fun when the team is winning. When you're on the local show, you want the team to win because everybody is just in a better mood and you're on the team playing and guys are smiling and they want to talk. You know, it's just a lot different if the team is you know, 30 games under 500. So that has made it a lot easier. Um, and I'm starting to feel like I'm kind of ingrained in the Boston sports scene. And now people like Tim Welsh actually give me the time of day. You know, meter Tim Welsh used to big time me all the time. We would call a game together, and then I text him like, "Hey, man, great work with you." And I just wouldn't hear anything from Tim. Be like, yeah. this guy sucks. I'm going to move on to the next one. But now, now Tim and I, it feels like we're actually friends. Well, that's kind of typical, you know, ex coach, yeah. big time Tim Welsh. I get that, but uh, I'm glad that Tim's uh, now your text friend. That's good. That's good, Drew. Uh, Tim and I have talked a lot about maybe some potential potholes for the Celtics. I feel like there there really aren't any in the East. Uh, West obviously will be different but uh do you see any glaring uh situations where the celtics will not win the title well of course the the big thing is health um after watching that dallas game i was thinking when a team is this good and in first place by how many games they are now eight or nine at this point of the season i think you probably worry about two things and i'd be interested to hear tim's thoughts on this be worried about health and complacency um, and health, obviously, you know, there's there's really no way to predict that. Of course, a, a couple of the guys, and really just Porzingis, have had injury issues in the past. But you can't predict it, A, and B. I think the Celtics have done everything you could possibly ask them to do to prevent a health issue by adding some depth and by giving themselves a huge cushion in the standing so they can rest guys. And if somebody does go down, they have other options. And and hopefully you can give, you know, a potential injured player plenty of time to come back and, you know, not lose any ground on the standings because you've added a Tillman and a Springer and you have a lot of depth. The other one being complacency, and I just really don't see it with this team. You know, being around them pretty much every day um, and knowing how locked in on the task at hand they are and how it feels like Tatum and Brown have really taken another step in terms of leadership, and then you've got, a champion in Drew Holiday, and you've got other guys who are hungry for their first one, and White and Porzingis, and Horford, too, who's never won an NBA championship, but has been a winner at every other level, and to me is a winning player who just hasn't had the right situation yet in the NBA. It just feels like they are so focused on that ultimate goal. I don't see complacency setting in at all. 
So the, the only two things that would give you concern are health and complacency, and I'm not really worried about either of those things. The other thing is, I don't know if you guys watched the Denver game last night, but as good as the Celtics have been, the Nuggets are still the team to beat because they're the team that won it last year, and they're playing really well right now. They haven't lost since the All-Star break. So I guess that's the new concern is, you know, if we run into Denver in the finals, and yes, I do say we now with the Celtics, but if we run into Denver in the finals, you know, that's going to be obviously a, a tough mountain to climb. But the Celtics just look like the best team in the NBA right now, and I don't see that changing. Yeah, Drew, some great points. And, uh, you know, Dan, we all know the West is is better than the East as, as a whole with Denver, and you mentioned them. We know the Clippers have came in here and, and throttled the Celtics pretty easily, and they're going to be a factor. And But you only have to face one of them. Big game today. Golden State's played very well since Draymond came back. But the East, I'd like to get your, your uh, take on the East because it just seems to me there's so much unknown with Embiid, his health, the Knicks. They have three guys, four guys out, I think, right now. And before that, they were playing yeah. well. Uh, Miami, Jimmy Butler takes every other night off. So there, you haven't seen the real Miami and then Milwaukee and Cleveland, Milwaukee playing better since the all-star break and Cleveland has been consistent all season long. So where do you rank those teams as far as maybe future problems for the Celtics moving forward in playoffs? Well, I would say New York and Philly would give me concern, but I'm with you. I just think that those guys have missed too many games and, we're in March now, guys, and who knows what the deal is with Embiid. Now, reports are that they're hoping to have him back in the playoffs. Okay, great. Like, are the Nets hoping to have Ben Simmons back for a potential play-in? Who knows? Like, I would hope that, you know, everyone is healthy for the playoffs, but it's just, it's not like that sometimes. And so for the Knicks, you know, they've been playing certain games without their four best players. Like, Brunson has been out. Mitchell Robinson's been out forever. Uh, OG Ananobi has missed a ton of time. Julius Randle has missed a ton of time. So even though when the Knicks are whole, to me, they might be the second best team in the Eastern Conference. We just haven't seen them like that in a long time. And, you know, Tom Thibodeau is a great coach, but it'd be tough for anybody to work all those guys back in at the same time. Same thing for the Sixers. I mean, the Sixers have not been very good lately. And who knows with Embiid. I just, I, I think you cannot put any faith in Philly right now. Cleveland was so disappointing in the playoffs last year. I think it's hard to trust them. Miami, they're probably the scariest team to me as someone who wants to see the Celtics run through the East because when Jimmy Butler does play, they're starting to put it together. He had that that moment the other night where he got ejected against New Orleans and he posted on Instagram, it's that time. So it's like, okay, Jimmy Butler, it's time for you to show up to work and do your job and, and actually try. Okay, great. Noted. Thanks. Thanks. That's really inspiring stuff from Jimmy Butler. It's that time that he's going to start trying. But when he does, I mean, they're scary, and we saw it last year. But the team that gives me the most concern is Milwaukee. Um, Because ever since Doc showed up, and, you know, I'm not a coach like you, Tim, so I don't really know exactly what they've changed defensively, but they have been much better on that side of the floor ever since they fired Adrian Griffin. And their offense weirdly kind of tanked right when Doc took over, but when you have, look, Giannis is going to be the best player in any Eastern Conference series, and Damian Lillard is the best closer probably in any Eastern Conference series. When you have those two guys on offense, and then you're starting to figure it out defensively, Lopez protecting the rim, Giannis competes his tail off every night, which I I give him a ton of credit for. Giannis is a great competitor, even in the regular season. Milwaukee is kind of scary. Um, And then you also have the fact that 
The Celtics have lost in blowout fashion only a couple times this year, and one of them was against Milwaukee. That was the worst game they played all season. So the Bucks should be confident against the Celtics, and, and I think that's, that's really the one team that really concerns me with the Heat right behind them. But ultimately, like, the Celtics are just so much better than all these other teams. It, it just is what it is. They're eight games in front of everybody else, and it's March 3rd. That's pretty much unheard of. So I think that the fans should be really confident. Yeah, Drew, I know you were here last year, but obviously you follow the game and, and you've heard things and you see things now. Uh, I thought it was unfair, the evaluation of Joe Missoula a year ago. I thought that he was thrown into the fire. It wasn't his staff. Uh, you know, you, you don't have time to even plan out a practice. And all of a sudden you're coaching, you go from behind the bench to coaching the NBA, one of the best teams in the NBA. But I think this year he has been terrific. Uh, he stepped up in a lot of different ways. But I just want to know from within the, within the organization, you know, your thoughts on the job he's done and, uh, you know, how he's grown into the position. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Elsie. I think last year was a really tough spot, and people probably probably didn't give that enough credit, just how tough the situation was for Missoula. I mean, you're taking over the most prestigious franchise in the NBA a few days before training camp. You're taking over a team that was in the finals the season before, and it's a few days before training camp. I just think that's a really tough spot to be in, especially for a guy who was not even close to the spotlight. Like, there's the spotlight, and then Missoula was a mile away from it because he was on the second row of, of that coaching staff. So he's not the first guy that people would have expected, you know, to get the call to be the interim coach, but there's a reason he did. And I think we saw it a little bit last year, and we're seeing it this year. There's a reason why Brad Stevens now and Danny Ainge before him and Wick Grosbeck and everybody really believes in Joe. I think the guy's a basketball savant. Um, we heard J.J. Redick talking about it on the, the ESPN broadcast a few games ago. Joe Mazzulla's a basketball sicko. Like, the guy loves this stuff. Uh, he, he really, I think he understands the game, obviously at a level that, that's beyond my understanding, but I think even maybe beyond some other coaches. Um, and so Mazzulla's always had the X's and O's, and I think the rotations, and yes, the timeouts, this as frustrated as people have gotten with him over the last couple of years over that, I think he knows what he's doing in that respect. Um, I think the one place where Joe and Joe has even admitted this himself where last year he might not have been ready for it was the increased attention. Um, and, and he said this, like it was the first time that anybody has really cared what he had to say, where he'd be walking around Boston and people would recognize him and want to talk to him and have their own thoughts on the team. Um, and I feel like, I feel like last year, Missoula, he, he sort of put a wall up um, because, you know, it was just completely uncharted territory. All of a sudden, anything he said could turn into a story. And I think this year you've seen him open up a little bit more. Now, he's still he's still a little bit. He's not like Steve Kerr. You know, Steve Kerr used to be a broadcaster and, you know, he'll he'll tell you anything you want. He'll do his pregame press conference. I feel like his pregame presser is always going to go long because. He's got so much stuff to say, but I think the the experience seeing Missoula kind of open up a little bit more this year has been really fun to watch. It's been fun for me too because I get to do the one on one interview with him before the before the road games on the local show, and so 
I've had a good time doing those. I really like Joe, and I, I think he's one of the more interesting dudes I've ever met. So I, I hope that people get to see that side of him more as he continues to coach. Drew Carter joining me with the coach. Drew, TV voice of the Celtics on NBC Sports Boston. Drew, uh, unfortunately, and what happens a lot in this market is you quickly learn you come into Boston. You, you alluded to it a little bit. Uh, the outsider mentality. Who is this guy? Uh, I think everybody goes through it. I went through it when I went to WEI, even though I grew up in Boston. People have to learn who you are, uh, and they have to know your voice, and they have to get comfortable. It's just that type of market. It is what it is. I know you've heard that cliche a million times from other broadcasters, Chicago, New York, Los Angeles. Whenever you're replacing a legend like Mike Gorman, it's going to be difficult. My question is this. How have you dealt with some of the criticism you've received thus far? Uh, well, I've, uh, I've blocked everyone from Felger and Maz on Twitter. So that has, uh, that has certainly helped. <laughs> no, I haven't, I haven't actually done that. That's, uh, that's not necessary. Uh, you know, it's interesting meter. I said earlier, like I was nervous, put a lot of pressure on myself. The other part of that is replacing a legend. And, and I always try to say following, cause like, I'm not replacing Mike or succeeding right. Mike. Nobody can do that, but I'm just the next guy. And so following Mike, you know, it's interesting because I want to be myself and be authentic, but I also don't want it to be jarring for the viewer because Mike and I do the job differently. So I've been, I kind of tried to walk that line between, you know, not doing a Gorman impression, obviously, but maybe taking elements of the way he does the job and, and trying to apply them to how I do it because, you know, people are get, they're bouncing back and forth. Like, if the Celtics play at home on the road, then at home, it's Mike, then me, then Mike. And it's like, man, I don't want it to be jarring because a big reason the local broadcast is so beloved for fans is because there's a big comfort level there. So I, I hope people feel that way with me eventually. I know it's going to take time, like you said. Um, but I think, like I said earlier, a, a big reason why I feel a lot better about it now than I did at the start is because, you know, the opinions I – really care about ultimately and the, the ones I feel like I should be listening to are Scal who I work with Abby who I work with our producer and director my bosses at NBC Sports Boston it means a lot to me if people enjoy the show it doesn't it doesn't mean as much if people actually like me personally I, th I think it's a natural human emotion to want to be liked and I certainly fall into that but really what matters to me is that people can have fun watching their favorite team um, and so that's sort of taken a little bit of the pressure off because I, I don't view it as how can I, you know, win the Celtics fans over tonight. It's more like, hey, if I were a Celtics fan, what would I want to know tonight? What would entertain me? What would inform me? What would make me feel, you know, good watching my team? What's the story I want to hear? And that way it's, it's not about me and it's never really about the announcer. That's why I say that the, every, everybody is easier on us when the team is winning by 30. That's why they, they turn the game on. So I've started to you know, forget about some of the other stuff. Like, what are people saying about me? And started to focus on how can I actually do the job effectively? That's made it a lot easier. No, it's, that's very refreshing, Drew. That's uh, an outstanding outlook. Uh, you know, turn off social media, turn off the noise. A lot of it's based in jealousy. Uh, and I think you clearly have the right outlook. And Tim, I say this to Tim all the time. And, you know, what do I know? I'm just in 
Joe Broadcaster, a guy who calls basketball as well. But especially in one thing you you've done very well, not that you need my critique, but one thing you've done well, which Mike Gorman's a master at, is being a minimalist on television. Set up your analyst. Have a conversation with Scalabrini. Have a conversation with whoever you're working for. I can see what's going on. You fill in the caption. You're the point guard. You set them up. TV is an analyst game. You know that even at a young age. Is that something that you've kind of realized that that's something you have to focus on? 100%. I mean, I'm with the White Mamba. Nobody cares what I have to say when Brian Scalabrini is sitting right there, and he's got so much great experience. And Obviously, he knows the game extremely well, and he knows the league extremely well. He does his radio show 7 to 10 every morning with Frank Isola. So he, he, that's another great part about it is we can go anywhere. Like we can talk about anything in the NBA. It's gals ready. Cause he probably talked about it for 45 minutes that morning, but he also has the experience from 2008 and this team in a lot of ways resembles 2008. So the, the question can always be, Hey, you know, we're in first place by seven games. How's that going to impact how they play the rest of the season? Like you've been in a, a locker room like that. You've been, with superstars and legends and KG and Pierce and Ray Allen. He's also played for multiple franchises, so he has a lot of experience in that. Um, and then the other thing you said, you're right, Mater, like Mike Gorman talks a lot about the third guy in the booth, the invisible third person. you got to give that person room. You need to let the game breathe. Uh, and I feel like I don't do the best job at that always. I'm trying to get better at it. The thing is, with the NBA, there's so much good stuff. And with a great team, there's so many good things to say a lot of the time. And I'm sure you've experienced this in, in your own broadcasting. Like, you want to empty the chart. You want to tell everybody all this cool stuff that you found out while prepping the game. Yep. But ultimately, people want to hear the sneaker squeaking and the net swishing and the players talking and all that stuff makes you actually feel like you're there. Um, and so I feel like we're finding that balance. And the more we do it, the better it'll be. Now, again, you know, refreshing to hear that. That's no question about that. And uh, Tim and I, you know, forget about those other guys on that other station. We're behind you, Drew Carter. <laughs> Just for waking up with us on a Sunday morning, we're behind you. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate it. Well, see, when you asked if I could come on the show, you were correct. 8.05 is pretty early for a bachelor like myself. But uh, for you yeah, guys, I'd be up at 3 a.m. So. A bachelor who lives in the south end of Boston, who's the new voice of the Celtics. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, I'm sure I'm sure your life's boring. But, uh, you know, always great being with you. Hey, Tem Temple at Wichita State. We'll have to do it again soon. And, uh, you know, thanks for really thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. And you're doing a great job. And and I know Mike's there to support you and Kevin Miller and everybody else. So uh, enjoy the ride, my man. And we'll talk to you down the road. Yeah, we got to get you on there in the play. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me on, Tim. Hopefully the next game we call together is uh, much more high quality than Temple at Wichita State. Maybe we'll have some uh, main shots next time. Yeah, they all count. That's all that matters. <laughs> Yes, they That's do. Right. Yes, they That's do. Right. But Drew, thanks, man. Have a good, have a good day. Thank, thank you, fellas. See ya. You got it, Drew Carter, NBC Sports Boston. Good stuff. Good stuff. And uh, I love it. I love it. I, it's not easy. Uh, this just in. Those of you listening, think it is. It might. It really isn't. Especially when you are into that chair with the guy that is he's following, as he said, and put it succinctly, following Mike Gorman.
We'll get into that and a little bit more coming up as we head towards Joe Passarelli's update on Meter and the Coach. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 